Hi, welcome to episode 51 of Fresh Air at 5, the podcast. So this week is, uh, you know, a wrap-up of my last week of school, and, and uh, you know, it's been a very full full week and I'm recording this intro after the fact and I can say that it's been full and rich uh, which means that there's lots of good things and it's been richness but it's also been just like super busy and uh, we are at the end of the week so uh, yeah thanks for stopping by taking a listen and I hope that you are inspired to check out some of the podcasts that I have listened to and you are inspired like myself Hey, there's a good one on Thursday by Dave Burgess that you need to listen to. And uh, it's a very timely, seasonal, festive uh, podcast. So that one, I just put it in there. So listen through until you get to my Thursday recordings with Dave Burgess. All right, peace out. And here we go. I'm Angela Kelly Robeck, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Fresh Air at 5, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carpenter. Fresh Air at 5 is my regular attempt to exercise by walking about my neighborhood to take in podcast content, then reflect in an unedited video, which I finally post to my Twitter channel. This podcast will be a regular collection of the audio from these selfie videos. You can follow me on Twitter at Fresh Air at 5 or check out my website, BrianCarpenter.com, for other content I have created and collected. Hey, PLN Monday, December 13, 2021, out for fresh air at 5 this morning. Forecast said rain and sleet, and I'm glad it's not, because it's very much more comfortable this way. All right, things are going along well. We're into episode 51 of this uh, podcast of mine. And so this segment will go into episode 51 that'll come out this Friday. So yeah, I can't believe it. Cannot believe that I've walked and talked for a whole year. And there's been some changes a bit, a little bit, uh, of how I do this and for myself and what I get out of it. So it's been good. Thanks for listening. All right, this morning on my opening podcast i listened to the lasting learning podcast episode 196 with dave schmidt and he brings us the first of a series that he's going to be talking about about the educational mind field m-i-n-d field um episodes and uh, uh episodes to provoke us and get us thinking and even disagreeing if we need to and sharing those thoughts so thanks dave for opening this conversation up uh topic one today is uh standardized tests are not the problem and are not are not a problem and i came into this episode just looking at the title and like i said a couple episodes of mine ago don't judge a podcast by its title and so i i listened and I agree with you that standardized tests are not the problem. And so take a listen to what he has to say. Take a listen to what I have to say. And I would agree with you, Dave, that standardized tests in and of themselves are not the problem. They are a way of us being able to measure ourselves 
against the standard. When we are measuring students against students, that becomes a problem. When we are getting our standardized tests from the vendors of the curriculum and are, you know, doing things like that, that becomes a problem. When I'm buying my weighing scale for my weight loss program from the company selling me the food, that becomes a problem. Appreciate it. So very good. And I agree. One more thing for December 13, 2021. Continuing my thoughts on standardized tests are not the problem out of episode 196 of Dave Schmidt's The Lasting Learning Podcast, a minefield of education uh, series that he's bringing us. Um, I would agree that standardized tests are not the problem. I grew up in an era where we had provincial exams here in my home province of Alberta that I grew up in and uh, other places had provincial exams. It was a way that we could make sure that we had consistent assessment across many, 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 many classrooms. And that's, I believe, important. When I was a grad student, I taught undergrad organic chemistry labs. I was a lab TA and uh, worked and had two sections of myself. And we had like 38 sections and about 19 lab instructors that worked. Came down to it at the end and said, how do we know that the assessment that I've given my students in my room are consistent with the assessments that are being used in other rooms? As a TA, I was given the opportunity to create my own quizzes that I could use to assess my students, and how I graded labs was up to me compared to another grad student that maybe didn't care the same way that I did about the learning going on in the room, which they should. If this is what their job is, they should. And this gets back to what do we do as educators when this is our job to do assessments properly and well. How do we normalize grades from my class to the teacher's class down the hall? How do we do those kinds of things? And then that's the problem because then we start comparing my practice to your practice as opposed to making sure the kids can meet the standards that are placed before them. Dave, thanks so much. I hope this makes sense a bit and uh, I look forward to continuing listening to this educational minefield series. Happy day. Bye. Another one more thing for December 13, 2021. I just listened to episode 63 of Overthrowing Education with Batcheva Frankel and Batcheva. Thanks so much for bringing us this episode because I have been wondering how to get this to happen in my classroom space. Okay, not really, really, but it, uh, yeah, you know, it crosses your mind about how can we stop students from cheating and how can we get to hear and see what they can actually do. Um, I think cheating partly comes from the fact that we use the same materials over and over again. So a way that could happen for this is to not use the same materials year after year after year or, you know, and have unique um, assessment ideas, uh, ways of going about doing that. One way that we do that in our spaces um, is uh, I teach online and we use the Moodle platform and we have a question bank of many, many questions for a specific topic. And when students write a test, 
a multiple choice test or something like that, a written test, we give them a random set of questions out of this question bank, which helps in the moment from the side-by-side -side cheating and it uh, can help with, uh, I don't know, maybe a little more authenticity of what they can know and do themselves in a moment as opposed to what, uh, anyhow, so that's about testing and multiple choice tests. And is that a great idea? Not necessarily, but in my system and the way that we do that, it is a necessary thing. And uh, so, yes, um, I really appreciate your ideas about this. And uh, yeah, authentic assessments. In my media classes, we have, you know, I don't give tests, but I give authentic assessments based on, um, you know, creative works that they have to do create this, make this, uh, demonstrate this, um, and things like that. And, you know, for them to have to do it with a camera on is exa one example using like Screencastify to show that they're doing it themselves. That's one way of getting around that. Okay. That's it. Happy day. Thanks for the bumper at the top of your show. Peace out. APLN Tuesday, December 14, 2021, out for fresh air at 5 this morning, and my headphones died. And my cell phone's not charged, so I'm recording this a little bit earlier than I typically would in my walk. I haven't finished uh, the whole podcast yet, but you know, got to get things done and uh, engage where I can. So before the battery dies, I am recording. And this morning, I'm listening to, I'm in, currently in the stages of listening to, um, the uh, Burned In Teacher podcast with Amber Harper, and she has on one of my favorite people in the world, who is Jake Miller, and Jake Miller Tech on Twitter, you'll know him, and uh, Jake is on the Burned In Teacher podcast, and Jake, you know what, over the past little bit, I've seen some vulnerability from you that I didn't know was there. Um, you well, it's been there, but you have I haven't heard you share it before, uh, talking about the tension with passion and responsibility and the things that we have to do and how your position as a tech coach was cut in the district and uh you know you're back into the classroom i heard you back in the classroom but you know it didn't really click to me that you know that was not your first choice of what you would like to do in your space um so you know that's for me honestly the same thing i uh I'm in the position that I'm in right now and I'm carving out my passion area within that position, but is it my first choice to be doing um, maybe online learning? And it provides me an opportunity uh, and then I got to be a helping teacher and found real passion and joy with that, but then that got cut, so I understand some of those feelings about you have to go back. And so honestly, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because we see podcasters and we see educators and the tension between doing this thing on the side that really, really brings us joy and the thing that we need to do in our day that really, really should bring us joy because we signed up for it. And, you know, so that's important. So take a listen to episode 140, 24, 124 of the Burn and Teacher podcast for all the details that Jake and Amber talk about, about being burned in and burned in board. All right. Peace. Bye more thing for December 14, 2021. And Jake, 
I think you said it makes you smile when I do my one more thing. So this one's for you about the comments and content you're talking about with Amber Harper on episode 124 of the Burn and Teacher podcast. You know, I listened to the last part and my battery didn't die. So I'm really thankful for that. Uh, so I get to listen and now record my thoughts as, um, you know, you talked about doing all the things and how you've been guilty of trying to do all the things and encouraging people to do all the things, but we can't do all the things. And your experience is that you can't do all the things and you have to figure out what the tool is in your space that allows you to do the main things and how are we doing so. And uh, I've been a big Google Classroom fan, seriously, for many years. And uh, I have trained Google Classroom and pushed Google Classroom. And I think it's a wonderful tool for a synchronous classroom setting that allows you to put your content somewhere. It's uh, like a in a real-time classroom management system and uh, I really dig that um, but what is also important is that it's good for asynchronous so if students are away they can stay on it is it a full blown learning management system no but it meets a need I've got a teacher who is uh, considering seesaw seriously uh, but we're getting started on how to do that and I have never done that myself before so Jake maybe I need to talk to you about some strategies about how to do seesaw so that we can do it effectively kind of like some of the things uh, that you can do in Google Classroom but that it's only one platform that the students have to use and that they can use in their classroom space. So that's my big aha this morning. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny when you have these ahas that you go, ah, you know what? Maybe I am pushing too hard. And so that's something I got to work on for myself. All right. Thanks, Jake and Amber. I appreciate the conversation so very much, as you know. And uh, I got to get going now. Have a happy day. Peace out. Bye. Hey, PLN, December 15, 2021, and out this morning for my walk, and it is a crisp two degrees Celsius, not snowing, not raining, and I'm thankful for that. All right, we're halfway through the week. It's Wednesday here, and I uh, got work today, exam supervision tonight, and a bunch of activities going on with my students as we wrap up the week before winter break. So I'm looking forward to that. As I step into that winter break, I'm thinking about how that transition is going to go and what am I going to do? Are you thinking about that same kind of thing? What's going to happen when you stop? Are you going to keep going with other things that uh, will occupy your time? Or are you going to slow down and get some rest? And I'm hoping for uh, a bit of both of those things because, you know, there's been things I've been putting off and things I'm looking forward to doing and also looking forward to getting some rest and probably having, you know, a nap during the day, things like that. Not, and not giving up my fresh rate five. So I might not be up at five next week, but I'll be out getting some exercise, uh, walking and listening to podcasts. All right, this morning, uh, what prompted me to say what I just said was uh, episode 207 of the Empowered Principles podcast with Angela Kelly Robeck. And Angela, thank you so much for your podcast. Your podcast is a new to me podcast, and I have not listened to your podcast yet before. And we are part of the... Um, 
the Educational Podcast Network with Chris Nessie. And so we are fellow podcasters in this network. And I am listening for the first time to your podcast, working through the ones I haven't listened to before um, on my journey here in the next little while. So I'm uh, glad to listen to your podcast. You talked about creating balance in this episode. And uh, people, we need to figure out how to create balance, how to have balance. Something that struck me, Kelly, or Angela, Angela, that you said was that uh, balance is a feeling and uh, how do we feel about that and perception so people take a listen to what Angela uh, what Angela has to say in her episode and dive into that yourself it takes work and that's important because we are worth it all right peace out talk to you bye one more thing for December 15, 2021, episode 197 of the Lasting Learning Podcast with Dave Schmidt talks to us and he brings us an educational minefield topic uh, that he has started this small series that he's going to go on for a while about, about uh, things that are challenging and maybe controversial. And this week's topic is college is overrated. And Dave, thank you for giving us some background about that statement from you and why you're saying that and that you think that. And it's curious how we have our education system that takes students and grows them to be graduates of high school. And uh, that we say that that's an important credential. But there's many that don't even get that in our society that go on to make a contribution in our society. Uh, beyond that, those that we graduate, we're like, okay, what are you going to do next? And we, that's a legit question because what are we going to do with our time when we leave high school? Are you going to work? Are you going to contribute to society? How are you going to do that? And one of those routes is through college and university and how we can grow our skills and our understanding and our learning to be impactful humans in our society. I believe that it is important to have higher education and to keep on learning, but the methods and means of doing so and getting there, that's up for debate. I have myself a bachelor's of science in, in chemistry, and then I have a master's of science in chemistry as well, and I am not using the skills directly that I learned uh, in, the, uh, in the chemistry lab in my everyday, but what I am learning or using every day is my ability to problem solve and think. So that degree, that master's, allowed me to problem solve and think. It also gives me a credential for being able to teach chemistry now as a high school teacher. And so without that, I wouldn't be doing part of the job that I'm doing now. So it's kind of a funny thing how we need to pay more to keep learning so we can have credentials so we can do the things we enjoy. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Bye. One last thing for December 15, 2021. Breaking news, people. I'm an Adobe Spark guy. You know that. I talk about that. I've been on, we got tech the podcast with Eric and Nick and talking about Adobe Spark versus Canva and all that goes along with that. And on Monday morning, I jumped into my computer and I was going to go make a creation with my favorite creation tool, Adobe Spark. And I jumped up and said, Adobe Spark is now dot, dot, dot. And I went, oh my, what is it now? It is called Adobe Creative Cloud Express. So my initial visceral response was, no, 
I can't believe it. Are you actually kidding me right now that you're changing the name and changing the whole thing? I had many questions racing through my head. What is it? What's gonna happen? They say it's gonna be the same thing, but now there's more tools attached to it. Fantastic, to a point, and I am a big spark believer because of the simplicity of the tool and what it allows entry level and beyond to do with this tool. I also like Canva. I started to use Canva myself. You might have recently seen me on Teachers on Fire with Scott Nunes and Tim Cavey talking about Canva and how Canva is a great tool. And so how are we gonna get along here? So my initial response was that I can't believe this is happening. But uh, beyond that, I started to look at it and had some questions. So I called our vice principal of digital learning. And I said, can you believe it? He said, Carpenter, sounds like you're turning into an old man and not embracing change. And so I was like, okay, I guess so, right? Had my students dig into it yesterday with me and look at the similarities and differences. We found some. We found that there's a paywall in places where there wasn't before with Adobe Spark, but Adobe Creative Cloud Express looks like it's gonna be able to do a lot of the same things. Concerned about the structure of the payment, but we'll figure that out. So that's the breaking news right here from Carpenter about Spark. Okay, bye. Hey PLN, it is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Happy birthday to my daughter, Bree, who turned 15 today. And uh, we got to go out for breakfast this morning. And then we all went to school and it's later on that same day. So I'm out delivering papers now and uh, getting that wrapped up so we can go for birthday dinner. So yes, um, happy birthday to my daughter. All right, this morning um, or this afternoon as I'm listening, um, because I didn't go early this morning for my walk, I listened to the Easy Ed Tech podcast episode 100 and 42 with Monica Burns as she brings us 13 ways to use emojis that might surprise you. And I really like your list of 13 ways. Monica, fantastic usage of that. I've been using emojis in uh, Google Classroom assignments to highlight parts of the assignment or to put a visual to a word in the body of a, an assignment text or something like that. Or also in the title at the very top, you can put it in there to kind of uh, draw attention to it so that students see it. If you have a question of the day or something like that, you can use a question mark or some kind of symbol that shows them that, hey, this is the same thing that we do all the time. It's kind of like your folder idea but this way it is what students are seeing in their Google Classroom. So that's my tip on how I use emojis and uh, great to see, take a look and listen at what Monica has to say about 13 ways that she uses emojis because it is so good. Happy Thursday, talk to y'all soon, bye. One more thing for December 16, 2021. I just listened to three questions, highlights from 2021 with George Koros on the Innovators Mindset Podcast. And you know what? It's so very important that we remember those that have made a difference in our lives. And there's many teachers that have made a difference in our lives. And to verbally say it out loud, so good. And George, thank you for bringing us highlights from the three questions series that you've done over this past while and uh, since because of a teacher came out and it's so great to hear these stories and be reminded of the great things that are actually going on in schools around and to uh, for us as teachers and educators to call out the teachers that have made a difference for us all right thanks so much talk to you bye 
one last thing for December 16th, 2021. You're like, why are you laughing, Brian? Well, I'll tell you why I'm laughing. I just listened to episode 12 of the Dave Burgess show with the one and only Dave Burgess, who brought us an episode called, Is Santa Claus Real? Okay, seriously, I started listening going, Dave's bringing the fire. He's going to bring something, but I don't know what it is. So I kept on listening. Take a listen to this episode. Do, do take a listen. It is fascinating to hear him talk about Santa Claus and how Santa Claus is real. So don't be a don't not a believer. I dare you to listen because he's talking about energy and what we bring into our space as educators and people in the world that we live in. All right. Thanks, Dave Burgess. Appreciate it very much. And with that, that's it for Thursday on Fresh Air at 5. Peace out. Bye. Morning, PLN. It is Friday, December 17th, 2021. You've made it to Friday. I've made it to Friday. And it is the Friday here in my district before the winter break. Christmas holidays, that time off, and I'm not going to lie, I'm thankful that we are here today. I've got another full day ahead, but that's what we do. It's our job to uh, have a full day at school, and uh, but we are going to walk into winter break this afternoon, and I'm looking forward to uh, sleeping in. I probably will put off walking early in the morning like I'm doing, maybe when the light's up or things like that. We'll see. My son still has to get up for work, so I might just go for my walk in the morning and uh, get it done so I'm still staying regular and consistent in this. All right, this morning I listened to an episode that came out earlier this week, um, and it's Shooks and Gif Season 5, Episode 7, as uh, Jen had on co-host Mike Frankfort and Mike and Mike is a friend uh, from Jen's childhood that has become an educator like herself and they work nearby and have stayed in contact and uh, this episode Mike and Jen fantastic you guys bring a perspective to stop motion animation with the work that Mike is sharing and I'm hoping it's Mike because if it's not Mike I'm saying his name a whole lot and I apologize Mike or Mark maybe Mark Okay, uh, now I'm confused, but I'm not the only one that gets names wrong and has struggles. Um, Jen did in this episode as well with Cam Mechanicans, and big shout out to Cam Mechanicans, yes! And uh, Jen, you got her name right at the end when you uh, did that little outro piece. Um, so yes, great to hear, and the reasons for stop motion animation. That's the thing that I've been missing, like how do you integrate it, how do you talk about it, and get them, get students going on it. I've done stop motion animation, but it's been pretty, uh, pretty clinical. Um, okay, at the end, there's some great resources that Jen shares. There's the uh, Christmas Advent uh, on social media thing and her course, sketch noting. I'm trying to get one of my teachers to take it, Jen. We'll talk to you, bye. My one word for 2021 is appreciate. I appreciate you giving me a listen as I've created this podcast experience for you. It's a unique Blinkist or Cold Notes version of the content I take in, like a highlight reel so that you can hopefully find other interesting podcasts you may not have considered before. I've recorded the specific podcast episodes in the show notes for your learning convenience. 
please subscribe so you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. And if you enjoy this podcast and its format, share it with someone else. Tweet about your experience or give it a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fresh Air at 5 can also be found on Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here and on the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. I hope you have a fantastic day and get some fresh air before the day is out. And take care of yourself because you're worth it.